You're listening to episode 40 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. This week, we're talking about money. Della Della bills, y'all. <laughs> no, but seriously, we are talking about money, but more specifically, we are talking about budgeting. Now, we've talked about money before, but not in this way. So I am really excited to introduce to you this week's guest, Kamiko Love, aka The Budget Mom. But first, the review of the week. This week's review comes from Alexandra SHO8. It's a short and sweet review, but it lights up my heart and puts a smile on my face. It reads, Holy cannoli, I love this podcast. You should know that this was written in all caps. So trust me, Alexandra SHO8, I felt that love. As a little update, this podcast is now being streamed in 40 countries. 40 countries. 40 episodes. Y'all are amazing. I hope you listeners all around the world just know how much I appreciate you tuning in and turning up each and every single week. I'd also love to meet you, whether that's in person or online. Be sure to find me on social media and connect with me. The podcast is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at at MindBizLife. And you can find my personal pages at at Lauren Smith Biz. So really drop a line, say hello, and let me know where you tune in from. I would really just like to connect with you further. Okay, enough about me though. We have a super dope and important conversation to get to. So let's do it. Are you ready to meet Kamiko? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey everyone, it's Lauren Smith. Welcome back to another episode. Today's guest is Kamiko Love. Kamiko is an accredited financial counselor, successful business owner, blogger, and a mom to her six-year-old son. Her unique, practical, and fun budgeting method and techniques have helped thousands of women all around the world take control of their finances, pay off debt, save more money, and build a life they love on a budget they can afford. Kamiko, welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> well, you know, I'm really excited for this conversation. I said that right before we got on. I've been following you on Instagram for a while now. And budgeting is just something that I think we all in our mind know we should do and we want to do. But for the most part, we have trouble executing it. So although I'm extremely savvy and I know I can just do better, right, when it comes to budgeting and saving. So I just love that you've agreed to join me today to talk all about this. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah, budgeting for a lot of people, it has to do with a lot with mindset change and, mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, knowing that you are capable, anyone is capable if they're willing to take on the work and, and give it a little dedication. So I'm really excited to talk about it. Well, I think the best place to start is when and why did you launch the Budget Mom? Where'd this all come from? <laughs> well, it really, I mean, all kind of happened after I started or after I graduated college. Um, I was dealing with n- not only just debt, but a lot of ne- uh, negative feelings over my student loan debt and then on top of my credit card debt. And it was at that time where I kind of just felt really lost with my finances. I felt really alone. Um, I was scared a lot of the time. I was stressed a lot of the time. 
it took me about six months to write out my first budget. Um, I would say the first year was definitely the hardest. I actually started in Excel. Um, I actually probably did my first budget really, really wrong, <laughs> but <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. And it's funny because I graduated with a finance degree. And I think when you come out with that type of grade, people just assume that you have everything in order with your personal finances. And that's really not the case. Yeah. Um, but I went through more of like corporate finance type of stuff in school. So I really never learned like the personal finance aspect of, you know, paying off debt, saving money, budgeting. And so when I started at a local financial firm, I was learning all this really cool stuff. I was trying to navigate, you know, my own finances. And I started learning all this really cool information. And it was information that I really just felt like I needed to scream from the rooftops because I was having all these aha moments like, geez, I wish I had that, you know, a year ago when I was trying yeah. to figure out why, why am I not hearing about this more? <laughs> yeah. And so that's why I started the budget mom to really bring awareness to the psychological aspects and how mm-hmm. feelings and emotions really tie into our decisions that we make with our money. Cause I kind of felt like it was a topic that I wasn't coming across when I was trying to navigate my own finances. Mm. Um, so that's why the budget mom came into existence. So from that, it's just been like a, a tumble of things then, because here you go, you're, you're telling us you come out of college and you have student loan debt, which, oh, I feel ya. Like, And I feel like when you sign up for student loans, you, you don't really know what you're signing at the time. At least I didn't, not at 18 years old. I had no idea what I was like truly signing and getting myself into. Yes. That's one of the biggest things and the biggest problems with student loans right now is they're handing them out without really explaining what the student is getting themselves into. So, you know, is it subsidized? Is it unsubsidized? When is your interest going to start accruing? Does it happen while you're in school? Does it happen when you get out of school? But not only that, it's, they're not giving information. The student isn't given information that's really going to prepare them to pay it off. Mm. Um, and not only that, at that time, you know, a lot of people who get student loans, are it's their first form of debt. Yeah. And they're really not prepared to handle it. Or they don't really know what the best decisions are to make with that student debt. So I think it's definitely an issue. And I'm, I'm hoping to bring more awareness to that issue. Yes. Yeah. So how did you go from debt, you know, from student loans? And um, I know you're a mom. So I saw one of your posts and you paid off, what was it, $77,281 in eight months? Yes. So, Is that right? Yes. <laughs> so, you know, my, my student debt journey really started, like I said, when I accumulated the student loans and I've been paying off my student loans since 2011, but I really got serious um, around the sun, the time my son was born. I really had to, you know, really figure out what I was doing and come up with a game plan to get my finances in order because I had I felt a lot of pressure as a new mom. I felt a lot of pressure and stress. You know, I had this little boy that was completely dependent on me. And I, when I started the budget mom, you know, I really took it as an opportunity. This is my opportunity to really change people's lives. Um, especially because I went through it. I know the feelings, I know the discouragement and the, the feeling of defeat and feeling overwhelmed and stressed and frustrated. And so I've been there. So I really thought to myself, I could really start something here 
by kind of sharing my own journey, my struggles, how I was feeling, because I know if I was feeling like that and I'm in the corner of my living room crying because I'm, I'm literally so stressed and overwhelmed with my finances, someone out there is too. And if I can help prevent that, then that would mean the world to me because I know how it feels. And eventually, you know, I, I started budgeting. I started tracking my spending. I started, I was being more aware of my spending habits, but my, my financial journey isn't just a financial one. It's really a self-discovery type thing. It's a journey of learning to love myself and, and, you know, and to really learn to depend on myself and to know that's okay with all of that, you know, my business really took off and I, I'm an, I was really fortunate and lucky that I, I was able to have that extra income to help me on my financial journey. And, and that's really how um, I started pay, really paying off my debt within that eight months. It really is. I love that you focus on the mental aspect of it because so often we can just get caught in that trap of, I have to have the best of, or the new, or this. And like, you have to have these things that you really, one, can't afford, um, or two, you just don't need. You know, they're like luxury items. Do you really need to go shopping all the time and add it to your credit card? You know, like, no, you don't need to do it. So that 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 in itself, your spending habits truly is is a mental thing. And I love that you focus on that. And yeah, sometimes and we yeah, buy things to like a comfort. It is. Yeah. yeah. Like with my spending habits, it it took me actually a few years to really figure out my spending triggers. And it took a lot of me asking myself personal questions, questions that I kind of I wasn't wanting to answer in the beginning. Like, why am I going to the mall? Why am I spending all this money on clothes and getting my hair done and my nails done? Why am I doing this even though I'm fully aware that I can't afford to do it? And it really boiled down to I was dealing with self-confidence issues. There was a lot of times where I was heading out to the mall because I was having a bad day. I felt bad about myself. But not only that, I had you know comparison issues a lot. And I was the type of person that compared myself to others. And it was a weight that I held on my shoulders for a really long time. And I think that's just because truly deep down, I didn't love myself. Mm. Um, and so, like I said, it was on that self-discovery journey where once you start asking yourself those questions and really, really diving deep into why you are spending what you are knowing that you can't afford that lifestyle, then you can start working on the deeper issues at hand. Mm. What do you feel is the biggest struggle for most people when it comes to budgeting? I think the biggest struggle is there's, well, there's two really big ones. One is the organization to get started. So what I found with budgeting is organization and budgeting are very, very closely related. They go hand in hand Um, because the way that you budget, it's your structure. Um, And a lot of people are wired different way. People learn in different ways. I'm a visual learner. And, and so that's why a lot of my budgeting method, it has visual elements in it because I designed it as a visual learner, but learning how to organize your budgeting system in a way that makes it manageable and sustainable for the future is what's hard in the beginning. And then of course, staying dedicated with your financial or budgeting plan along the way as you go also can be kind of a hard thing to do because in the beginning we get so excited 
right? We were like, oh, I'm going to tackle my finances. I'm going to budget. I'm going to do it. But the first signs of real trouble, either we we fail at our budget one month or we're having issues with our spending and, and we almost, it's like, oh, this is, this is it. I'm giving up. It's not worth it. You get frustrated and so you stop. And so that's why when I say choosing your why or figuring out why you're on your financial journey and having it be something that you're so passionate about where you literally get emotional when you talk about why you're on your financial journey, that's what's going to push you all the way to the end. Mm, I love that. You know, I feel like a big thing for me when it comes to this, and I know this is totally an excuse because I'm a mom, you're a mom, you know, it's <laughs> like, I can't even like throw this one at you, but how long does it, you know, does budgeting typically take? Because time is like a big factor. And I feel like it, that it, is, yes. is probably a, a big excuse for a lot of people. Yes. And so what I tell people is, look, I have a very, very busy schedule. You know, I run a business, I'm a full-time single mom and I'm doing on top of his, you know, when you, if you're a mom, you know, they, and my son's in first grade this year, sports start coming into play, all these different things. If I can do it and I can find the time to do it, anybody can trust me on that <laughs> because my schedule is craziness, but it really comes down to, I am going to be very honest In the beginning, it's going to take time and it's going to take a lot of hard work and it's going to take a lot of time. But the more that you do it, like I've been budgeting for nine years, I spend like five, 10 minutes in the morning, five, 10 minutes at night. Those, I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people say, oh my gosh, that's a lot. Some people say, well, that's not very much time depending on who the person is. But you have to tell yourself that five or 10 minutes or 15 minutes, or even the work and time that you put into it in the beginning it's worth it. Mm. I mean, you have to think about what are you, you know, the trade-offs of what you're doing and the rewards of what you're doing. So yeah, it's going to take a little time up front, just like with any system, with any method, with any new habit, it's going to take time up front. But for me, who's been doing it, you know, a really long time, I can do it fairly quickly just because I already have my method and process organized in a way where it's efficient. And so I think it's just important for people to know in the beginning, you're going to feel like, oh my gosh, this is taking over my life. But at the same time, you should be really excited knowing that you're going to get to a place where it's going to calm down and you're going to have a system and method that really, really, truly works for you. Mm. Did you upfront like really have to cut back on little things? Like, was that a surprising thing to you? Like when you realized what you were spending, because I just even looked at little things like, you know, Netflix, Hulu, those like little extras that automatically get pulled out of your account and you add them up and you're like, holy crap, I'm paying a couple hundred dollars a month for these like little things. Was that like a reality shock for you when you saw your spending? Yes. So tracking my spending was definitely one of those aha moments for me in my budgeting journey. It was like, like you said, my readers and I call a slap in the face moment. It's almost like, it's almost like you do it every single month, right? And it's $2 here, $4 here, but it's not until you look at the big picture, you're like your jaw drops and you're like, oh my gosh, I spend how much for diet Cokes at McDonald's? Or I, I, my big thing was getting diet Cokes. Mm. and how much that was. I'm like, wait a minute, that's $60 that could have went to my, my debt payment, you know, or how much I was truly spending on my clothing, or even now as a mom, 
how much I was spending on my son. And it's funny how much you just really learn about yourself not just as a person, but if you're a mom as well on this journey, because I've learning to manage my finances have really incorporated in other aspects of my life Mm -hmm. and learning to be a better mom was one of them, you know, being, being okay and not feeling guilty. When I tell my son, no, I really struggled with that in the beginning was telling him no. Um, And I think a lot of that had to do with my divorce and me struggling to get over the fact that I felt like I negatively impacted his life by going through that. And so I was kind of compensating for these negative feelings by any time he said, mom, I want this. I'm like, okay, I just want you to be happy. Right. Right. And so, um, and that, those were some other internal struggles, but on my birth, my budgeting journey and learning to hone down on my spending, I gave my permission, myself permission to say no. And I did that in confidence, knowing that I was making our futures better by having a money plan. And so I got, it got easier and easier over the time to say no son, or now my son is on a savings plan himself. He knows that if he wants something, we bring his piggy bank money with us. And he's learning the concept. If I, if I spend my money on this, I won't have it for this later on. So yeah, he's learning the concepts of saving. And it's really funny how, when we are mastering our own money journey, how much that gets passed on to our children, because they really do see everything. They really do. I do that with my girls as well, you know, and it's funny how something very small, you know, be like two or $3, but then they're like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize, you know, and it makes them think twice about what they're buying because then that takes away from what they actually really wanted or were saving for. And like, you can just like see their little wheels turning and you're like, yes, now you get it. Why I don't want to buy you junk all the time. Yes, exactly. And then it's funny too, because it actually worked its way into our fun activities. So if my son wants to go to the park, he'll ask before we leave. He says, mom, how much do we have in our fun envelope? Because he knows that's that that's that's tied to whether or not we go and get ice cream at the end of the day. Ah. Right. So he's he's learning about money management in small ways based on what I'm doing in my adult life as his mom. And so I think it's a really, really cool thing. So cool. So cool. Well, tell me about your budget by paycheck workbook. Let's talk about that. Yes. So my, I'm most known for my budget by paycheck method. It's a budgeting method that I created um, back when I started and was really learning on how to budget my money in a way that worked for me. It's kind of jumping outside of the box of what other people tell you you should do with your money. So for me, I tried every budgeting method under the sun. I mean, if it's out there, I've tried it from percentage budgeting to the half payment method to cash envelopes to the calendar method to whole month budgeting. I tried everything and I failed on certain elements of each one. And it was that failure that got me really frustrated. And in fact, I gave up on budgeting for almost a year during my journey. And it was during that year where I was like, well, I failed at these systems, but I really didn't fail in all areas. It was only certain aspects of these budgeting methods. So I started looking at the positive instead of the negative. What were the things that I was really excelling at? What was I successful with these systems? And I started picking them apart. Mm -hmm. And I started asking myself these questions like, why is this working for me? 
why did I make these decisions with this budgeting method, but not this one? And so I took all of the things that were working for me and I compiled it into one method that uses basically three different budgeting methods in one, but it flows together in an entire system. And with that comes my budget by paycheck worksheets. And so I decided to create a whole entire workbook for the whole entire year, basically almost a step-by-step system using worksheets to work you along the budgeting process. And that's where my budget by paycheck method um, budgeting workbook was created. I love that. So really, when we were talking about time, you've just saved us a lot of time with this workbook. It's funny because when I created my budgeting method, one of the things that I kind of felt that was making me fail was going against what other people were telling me. You know, like you need to have, like, for instance, the baby steps. I've tried them. They didn't work for me. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that the bud- the baby steps are wrong. It just means that I'm an individual and certain things just don't work for me. My mind is not wired that way. Right. So, for instance, when I did the baby steps, it said you need to save $1,000 and then tackle your debt. Well, I was up at night thinking to myself, You know, I saved my $1,000 and I was ready to like put everything I had into my debt and all extra dollars was going to go to a debt. But I was up at night thinking to myself, goodness, what if something happened to my baby boy? What if he got sick or an accident happened? $1,000 does not make me feel at peace at night knowing if something happened to him, I would not be able to pay for it. Mm. And that really was, you know... At that time, I kind of think, I thought to myself, well, then I must be failing if I'm feeling this way because I'm right now I'm supposed to be tackling my debt, but everything in me is screaming at me to save more money. Mm. And so it was, it was almost like going against what these financial experts were telling me. So I made my budgeting system. There are steps in a method, but how you complete those steps is completely up to you. They can be customized. If you feel that your emergency fund or your savings needs to be $15,000 before you start tackling debt, that's what you need to do. Because if you're not feeling confidence in the decisions that you're making with your money, you're not going to feel success with what you're doing. Yeah. And then ultimately it might lead you to quitting then. Exactly. You're getting that fulfillment. Exactly. So you're, you're going to feel like I'm not, I'm not making any progress. I'm not oh getting where I need to go, even though I completed all the goals that these people are telling me I need to complete. Yeah. And so my method is really meant to be customized for any income level, any pay schedule, any life situation that you could possibly need to customize it to. So that's what I really love about it. I love that. And I know that you do, you incorporate the cash envelope method. How does that fit into your budgeting system? Because you have like the cutest Instagram posts, like with your, always with your awesome envelopes. They're so cool. Yes. So the cash envelope method was really one of those methods that I really uh, excelled at. I was really successful. I saw a lot of progress and good things happen when I started using that. That's why I incorporated it into my budgeting method. Um, The cash envelope method in my envelopes, it's an area where not only is it going to allow you to tackle your spending issues and overspending, but it allows you to add a fun element and creative element to what you're doing, what we might see as work. 
we might see as time away from our kids when we have to do our budgeting and all this. But if you can add a level of fun and, and for me, I like looking at my pretty worksheets and my, you know, my <laughs> because it propels me to keep going. It makes me excited for doing what I'm doing with my money. And so, you know, using those cash envelopes for my variable spending. So I pay all of my bills, all of my regular recurring monthly bills online. Any money left over after that, I divvy up into categories for my budget or variable expenses with the cash envelopes. And using cash really makes your budget tangible because I, and it's part of being that visual learner. Right. You know, I can see exactly how much it's in my hands. It's tangible. I can see exactly how much I have to left to spend in each category. And that is one of those the driving factors that made me successful with my budgeting journey. Yeah, because you're just more mindful of it. It's in your it's in your mind, you know, like you physically have the cash in your hand. Whereas with your card, you can just swipe. Like just yes, with with, with cash, yeah, with cash, you are constantly asking yourself questions. And I know a lot of yeah. say who start using cash, they say, you know, well, should I really buy this because I only have forty dollars left in my food envelope? Mm. You know, it's they start. Do I really need this, or do yeah. I want this? And that's one of the biggest questions you need to be asking yourself on your budgeting journey. It should be one of those questions that literally comes up every day. Mm. Because it's something that until you can know the difference, and some people don't even know the difference between what they want and what they need. Yeah. And until you can figure out that difference, I really think having cash and spending cash helps you figure that out. Yeah, so true. So true. I'm I'm definitely one of those people who when I have cash, I think like even twice, even if it's a $5 bill, you're like, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do I really need that? You know, it doesn't yeah, even have yeah. to be that much, but it is. It's like it's almost like a security thing too. And so many times now when I'm out, cash comes up. You know, like I don't know, I had to drop my daughter off at school the other day and they needed three dollars for something and I didn't have any cash on me. And I was like, ah. Oh. And then I found myself just going to grab a drink just so I could get cash back. And then boom, automatically got hit with a dollar convenience charge. You know, so like yes. the $3 I needed actually turned into $13 because wow. I had to pull like $10 out. So it was just like ridiculous. And I was like, why don't, why don't I carry more cash on me? Like that would have been a moment where the cash envelopes would have just come in handy. Yes. <laughs> just come in handy. And being more mindful to my budget that day. I mean, that was an instance I just completely forgot about, but being, (laughs) being more mindful would have definitely helped me in that instance as well. So I think my last question is, um, I know that you talked about a lot of your debt was student loans and credit cards. What did you focus on paying off first? I, um, so what debt did I end up paying? Yeah. Okay. So the first debt I tackled was my high interest credit card debt. Mm. And I did that in the form of, I actually use balance transfers. Um, I paid off about, it was about $22,000 initially on my credit card debt. Now, keep in mind, I am one of those types of people that paid off her debt before and then got into more debt. Yeah. Um, I paid off, I came out of college with about $24,000 in debt, credit card debt. That's just credit card debt. Mm. That doesn't include my student loans. I paid off my credit card debt. I had it completely paid off. 
And then what happened was I went through my divorce and it led to some really bad financial decisions and my head was not in the, in the right place. And so I ended up making some bad money decisions, but I, the first debt I ever tackled tackled was my high interest rate debt. And in fact, after my divorce, it's, I went the same route. I decided to use the avalanche method and I tackled that high interest rate debt first. So, cause I'm a money nerd and seeing how much I was paying off in, in interest alone was driving me mad. Like right. I was so like the, the anger inside yeah. me burning. I was so mad yeah. when I saw how much I was paying towards interest. And so it just made sense to me to get those out of the way. And then after I had my high interest debt paid off, that's when I moved to my student loans and my car loan. That makes sense. That makes sense. I was just curious of what what you did because I, you know, student loan debt, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, student loan. And it's crazy because the reason I did it that way is because back in the day, and this is going to tell you how old I am. Back in the day, student loan interest was two to three percent. And today, now we're seeing it anywhere between six, seven, or even higher yeah. for interest rates. Yeah. And so for me, the interest rates on my student loans weren't bugging me so bad. In fact, the interest rate on my car loan was actually higher than it was on my student loan. Wow. Which is why I tackled my that makes car sense. loan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, it just depends. Like I said, I really worked around those interest rates and that trying to save myself the most money in the long run on interest. That makes complete sense. That's good advice to look at those interest rates because, man, they are killers, aren't they? <laughs> they really are. So, Miko, where can the audience go to learn more about you and check out your products and even start their own budgeting journey? So you can find me definitely um, – for people who like to watch video, I would definitely suggest my Instagram. I do a daily video budgeting finance video every single day on my Instagram. It's where a lot of my readers go to keep up on my day to day. But I also have a YouTube. Um, both of those are just the budget mom. You can find me on both of those for videos. And then if you want to do more of a reading, my blog, thebudgetmom.com is another place to start. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I love your energy and your mission, and I aspire to be as financially free. Awesome. Thank you. You can find direct links to Kamiko's website and social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. Next week, I am wrapping up the month with a topic we've yet to discuss. I think you may like it, though. We're talking about your true love and what it means to have a twin flame. If you are intrigued, you should be. I definitely am and cannot wait to share this conversation with you. I'll see you back here next week. And until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.